Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers. And we did decide, because we're recording these episodes in batches, we did decide uh, over the break that this was... Uh, my favorite episode of Tales of the Jedi that's about to come up, but it's not the one I think is the best. Oh, interesting. That's okay. our differentiation. That's fair. Uh, so just launched right into that, apropos of nothing, if anyone has clicked on this episode and this is the first one you've ever listened to, which if it is, welcome. Uh, we are covering Tales of the Jedi in between Bad Batch and Mandalorian. Or no, I almost said Bad Batch and Mandalorian. We did have like a 25 minute meeting this morning talking about nothing <laughs> with the Bad Batch and Mandalorian scheduling. In between Andor and the Bad Bat, we are taking Tales of the Jedi a little slower. Um, we didn't want to just cram it all into one episode like we did with Vision Season 1. I, Bradley, I don't think either you or I was happy with doing it that way. Yeah, I... You know what? And spoilers for the future. I just felt like we didn't do Visions justice enough. So theoretically, whenever season two comes out, we will go back and do season one beforehand. I really just want to give it its due, like we're doing with these episodes for Tales of the Jedi, because I feel like just giving him just one 30 minute episode is enough for me. Like we don't need to go like two hours to talk about each Visions episode or each Tales of the Jedi episode. Which to be clear, we could do. We could. We, could we do just this. don't need to. We don't need to. But I also don't feel like a one hour long episode where we talk about every single thing is enough. So I, I'd like to split it up just a little bit, just to kind of give each one a little bit more time. Yeah, we're constantly, you know, one thing we do with Gold Squadron is that we're constantly talking about the show. We're constantly reevaluating the show. What do we think worked? What do we think didn't work? What feedback are we getting at our socials? Uh, how can we make it like a really good show and make sure that we're, we're doing, we're keeping up with the Star Wars releases while at the same time making sure we sort of give everything do uh because we didn't decide to do a chronological watch and therefore uh always have our schedule beautifully planned out ahead of us uh no in our infinite wisdom we decided to do current events and (sighs) when the episode uh when the episode schedule released for bad batch this morning i briefly considered whiskey for breakfast (laughs) or rather whiskey for lunch uh, because breakfast had already passed but I refrained, but man, it was tempting. So today we're going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi Episode 2, which is called Justice. In this episode, two Jedi are dispatched to resolve a hostage situation on a distant planet where tensions are running high. Bradley, I'm going to I'm going to let you start. I started the last one. What did did you like this episode? Not initially. I didn't like the darkness of it. I I don't mean dark as in like the theme was dark. Like I literally mean like the color palette of the episode was very gray um, compared to the previous episode, which was very colorful and green and had a lot of, you know, foliage and animals and things and blue skies and stuff. This one was very dark and kind of dreary. Now, to be fair, this is not a exciting, it's not supposed to be a very bright, colorful episode because it's supposed to be a very intense, you know, kind of serious episode. So I'll 
I'll give it that. However, I did like it because I really, really like these Dooku episodes. I feel like they are the best part of the show as a whole. This one just began the journey of Dooku for me. And it's stuff that we don't get to see with Dooku because we don't know anything about Dooku. If you just watch the movies or you just watch the regular TV show, you know Shout nothing about Dooku. Dooku Jedi Lost uh, by Kevin Scott, a novel which also, or an audio drama, which also features Asajj Ventress, Bradley's favorite character. Which I will end up reading at some point it's on my wish list but i have obviously other priorities that take place so um it's on the list i'm going to watch it or listen to it um, at some point but um yeah no i really like young dooku in general i think that is some of the some of the coolest stuff that we get to see in this show is dooku now i want to ask you before you tell me your opinions on the episode did you like the way that they formatted these episodes where it was the ahsoka tano episode first the three dooku episodes and then the two ahsoka episodes does that make sense to you no no (laughs) i did not okay thank you and here's why because it kind of felt like they wanted to do a chronological order yeah but they got it wrong they got it wrong. They fucked they up. They got it wrong. Uh, the Ahsoka episode, I believe, should be either after this one or after the next one. Right. Before the Phantom Menace. It should be either before the Phantom Menace. Yeah, let me mentally do the timeline. So Phantom Menace is, what, nine years prior to Attack the Clones? So Ahsoka sure. should, the Ahsoka being born episode, she should be, it should be in between, um, episodes two and three of dooku right they needed to swap the first and the second episode yeah well no they needed to put life in if they wanted to do sheer chronological they want should have taken this one and put it right before the sith lord oh so you mean this should have been this should have been the opener this should have been the opener the last uh, the first episode should have been the third episode Because like they wanted to do, yeah, it should have, they wanted to do like a semi-chronological thing, but they also really wanted to open with an Ahsoka episode because I guess they thought it was a stronger pilot. Which I agree. but, But then you have the issue of like, you also wanted to end on episode six, which I think they thought was a really strong episode to end on. It is not. And we will get to that when we get to episode six. But what they really should have done is if they were going to do it this way, they should have opened with life and death. Then they should have done the other two Ahsoka episodes, Practice Makes Perfect and whatever the hell episode six is called. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Then gone back and done the three Dooku episodes and ended with the Sith Lord. That's the order they should have put it in. I did not like that the that this episode was number two, that they like, mesh the chronological order up with the splitting the two characters up right or they could have gone you know they could have alternated they could have done ahsoka dooku ahsoka dooku ahsoka dooku i i didn't like the release order for this like at all no i agree i I think they should have either stuck with either or done ahsoka then dooku ahsoka then dooku ahsoka then dooku or they could have just done all the ahsoka and then all the dooku like that's how they should have done they should have just picked one and or done truly chronological Uh, unfortunately that didn't happen aside from that what did you think overall of this episode i'm about to lay down some credentials <laughs> okay <laughs> let great. me slap some fucking credentials down really Go fast um i own four copies of dracula two of them are annotated one of them is a beautiful leather-bound volume containing other bram stoker works that was gifted to me as a christmas gift i have watched dracula dead and loving it an absurd amount of times i have seen or read a vast majority of the Dracula adaptations, including the Christopher Lee films. 
I fucking loved this episode because it scratched that Drac. The whole thing is just the whole visual aesthetic of it is one big Dracula reference. It's a refluent reference to like the like old films that they did, but also like just any general vibe where they have like the decrepit rundown village and it's almost got this kind of gothic air to it. So when I saw the like bits of this episode in the trailer, I was like, oh, hell yes. Hell yes. This is my jam. And of course it's a reference because Sir Christopher Lee, who famously played Count Dooku, even more famously played um, Count Dracula opposite uh, Peter Cushing, who plays Grand Moff Tarkin as Abraham Van Helsing. So, because uh, the two were also like besties in real life. But I I loved it. I also thought it was a really good look at Dooku. I was sort of concerned that the way they were going to do it is they were going to have like the Anakin problem of where they're so desperate to show, well, the Anakin in the EU problem of where everyone was so desperate to show how he becomes Darth Vader that they forget to show his character prior to being Darth Vader. And they didn't do it. Even though Dooku almost murders Senator Dagonet at the end of this, Right. He does get pulled back and we also get an understanding of why he is the way he is when he he makes these choices. So I loved it. I loved everything about it. I would watch the shit out of this episode over and over and over again. I would just let it play on the monitor uh, <laughs> if I didn't need to watch other things or listen to other podcasts because it's it's just so beautiful and it's my kind of exact aesthetic. Uh, so I was I was having a ball. I thought the characters were great. I thought the episode was really well written. I thought the visual design was absolutely beautiful and it also scratched my particular itch, uh, which is of course for more Dracula or Dracula themes content my cat is named jonathan harker that should tell you everything you need to know about my obsession with this novel (laughs) so obviously i fucking loved this episode and i was gonna say this episode made me feel like like this should have been the show that's why i said or in the last episode i said you know i kind of almost wish that this show had followed a one jedi per season format again we would have just gotten more episodes of dooku because this was interesting as fuck like everything that was going on and like you said giving backstory to this character like he's not evil right away like he's not just gonna be this evil guy all of a sudden so we need to show like the growth of evil essentially in him and he's such an interesting character because he does think things that are not necessarily evil he's like the government is corrupt so this person needs to be punished like that's a normal like reaction to things and like the people that are kidnapping his son they're not evil because they just want justice for their planet being fucked up by this politician like and he defends them and it's such a good like character moment he now he goes about it the wrong way but it's still great Mace tells, like, in the scene in Palpatine's office in Attack of the Clones, where you're introduced to Count Dooku, where where they say, uh, I think it's Mace says, Count Dooku is a political idealist. Like, and we, we get to see the beginnings of that here and it works parallel so well to Dooku Jedi Lost because what this is and what I really liked about it and why I'm like well maybe we don't follow the same character but it should have been this type of story right it should have been the fleshing out of a character that didn't get necessarily fleshed out so much is that it works really well in tandem with Jedi Lost that if you if you know kind of the story of how Dooku became the way he is what these episodes did a really good job of showing why he became the way he is and very quickly and very succinctly like here's what Dooku believes he's a political idealist who believes in the morality of 
the system needing to be something that's examined. And when the morality of the system and the people that are involved in the system is found to be lacking, those people need to be held accountable for their actions. That is a really interesting character and really fleshes out, we see why he's ultimately going to fall to the dark side by the time of the Clone Wars and become the way he is. But also then we can see like in the Separatist episodes, like why he's formed the Separatist government the way that he's formed it, which is really interesting just as like a character study. Now we were talking about timeline earlier. Yes. So theoretically, is this technically the first moment in Star Wars history? Is this the earliest thing we've seen? You're talking visual media. Visual so media. Obviously, we're not talking about the High Republic. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about books right now. But excluding looking at only the visual media, excluding the the mythological flashback in Rebels to Tar Vizsla. If you were going to watch everything in chronological order, Dark Side Divas are first step style. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Until the Acolyte comes out. That's I think crazy. this would be the first thing chronologically. Yeah, because I was thinking watch. like Young Dooku would have been before anything, really. Because we right. don't... Yeah. So that's just right. weird to think about. Yeah, if you were if you were to sit down and watch this chronological... Which this would be a weird episode to start with. <laughs> right, but still. Probably if you were a diehard fan weird. and you wanted to watch them, you know... In order, yeah, to, for now, this is what you'll start with, is, okay. is this episode. Uh, huh. If you're going all media, if you're doing a full canon run, you're going to start with Convergence. No, the High Republic Convergence. No one will do that. No one's a psychopath. But... I, I know someone who spent over, we both know someone, we've had her on the show, <laughs> who spent over a year doing, at the time, like a full canon run. That's crazy. And it, it took her, I think, like over a year to do. That's wild. Can you tell me about some of the voice actors? I would episode? love to tell you about some of the voice actors for this, because Oh man, every every single person in this is fucking incredible. Let's start with Dooku. Okay. Dooku sees the return of Corey Burton. You've heard Corey Burton before. You've heard him in maybe one of his 463 acting credits on IMDb. Possibly. You may have also heard him as the voice of the trolley announcer at Disneyland. Oh. And if you go to Disneyland or you went to Disneyland, I don't know if they're still doing it, but if you go to Disneyland while the Haunted Mansion Nightmare Before Christmas skin is on, he is the ghost host for just that particular skin. This man is fucking everywhere. You've heard his voice before. We do not need to dwell on him. You know who Corey Burton is. Young Qui-Gon is being played by a gentleman named, I was going to say Michael, but it does appear to be French on IMDb. So I think it's Mikhail Richardson. Oh, okay. Is how you pronounce Mi- his name. Mikhail? 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 I don't know. I, I should have looked this <laughs> I'm up. I'm just guessing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I should have looked. We are famously terrible at pronouncing these names. Mr. Richardson, yeah. we are so very sorry for butchering <laughs> your first name. He has 10 acting credits. Nine of those acting credits are under the Michael Richardson name. But the 10th credit, which was Anchorman 2, the legend continues, he's credited as Michael Neeson. The reason he's credited as Michael Neeson is because he is Liam Neeson's son. Oh, I guess that would make a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> so he is voicing young Qui-Gon here. And so doing a very wanna... good job. So real quick, before we get to the other people, since we're talking about him, can you tell us how old he is? This is important. Uh, he was born in June of 1995. So he would be either 26 or 27. Right. So his father is Liam Neeson. He does the voice of young Qui-Gon in this show. He's only 27 years old. 
Who's to say this man could not play a young Qui-Gon Jinn in live action media in flashbacks if they feel absolutely the fucking no one. I'm looking at his pictures right now and he looks just like his dad. Perfect, right? Like he like, literally just perfect. looks like his dad. Like just get this man to be young Qui-Gon. And like, do it now while he's young is my point. You know, before he's a full-blown adult, like to the point where you'd be like, wait a minute, he's the same age as Qui-Gon was in Phantom Menace. Young Qui-Gon like, movie, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's add, let's do it. Why not? Well, there's three other voice actors I want to talk about. Okay. Senator Dagonet is being played by Mark Rolston. Mark Rolston is most famous for the Shawshank Redemption, in which he plays Boggs Diamond, Aliens, in which he plays Private Drake, and Rush Hour, in which he plays Agent Russ. Those are the three that popped up immediately on IMDb. He also has had a very storied career. He's 179 credits on IMDb. He also does a lot of voice work in the Spider-Man game that came out a couple of years ago. He's Norman Osborn. He's, he's just been in a lot of things. The other two. So the son, Senator's son, is being voiced by Josh Keaton. I'm going to list off some things that Josh Keaton has been in, Bradley. Uh, okay. And we're going to see if you recognize any of them. He's in Young Justice. He's an arcane. I know him from two separate things. He was in Voltron Legendary Defender as uh, Shiro. And I most know him as the voice of King Anduin Wynn. Wynn? Ren? I can't remember. I think it's Ren. He's King Anduin Wren in the Warcraft series. But there's one particular credit of his that's upcoming that I need to mention. He is the voice of Rezarin, one of the antagonists of the upcoming Dragon Age Absolution Netflix series. You have no idea what this is. This is for very specific members of our audience. <laughs> okay, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh dragon age is doing a a new uh animated series and josh keaton is a uh tevinter magister evil mage bad mage he's a bad guy in this that's all you need to know cool and then finally the village elder is being portrayed by vanessa marshall do you uh do you recognize the name vanessa marshall that sounds like a star wars rebels reference uh it almost certainly is she's the voice of hera fucking Sindula. ah okay i thought i recognized the name somewhere <laughs> <laughs> i know you recognize the name because we talked about this earlier right uh she's the voice of yeah she's the voice of harrison doula in rebels in the bad batch uh, another very prolific voice actor also in young justice star trek lower decks rick and morty she's in mass effect she's in harley quinn as the voice of wonder woman oh yeah mm -hmm. she, she's good she's really really good that's uh that's who all of our voice actors so again there's only five right um well, they don't do good a whole that lot of that. like talking in these right. episodes but absolutely banger voice cast from beginning to end oh also uh i'm randomly looking at uh imdb's trivia section you know how sometimes they randomly have that stuff sometimes they throw it in there so someone said that in this episode qui-gon refers to dooku as master indicating he's still dooku's apprentice however he lacks the single hair braid that signifies a padawan but don't they always just call people who are above them master regardless um yeah like but master it's sort of, yoda it, master it's kind of implied if you have the math yeah yeah they generally i mean i'm just trying to explain away the not having the braid but could that be True? Or is he a, is he a knight here? Or it's is he possible he might be a knight. I I would have to rewatch the episode. I don't think so. I think that uh I think that he is supposed to still be a Padawan in this. But doesn't Anakin also call Obi-Wan master even though he's a, a Jedi knight and I think that I, mean? I think that's a 
Yeah, it's weird, right? Like I have about... nothing for this. They just fucked this up. Okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. It's just a fun little, I guess, goof. Oh, and then it says, it says books and video games aside. This is canonically before every other Star Wars movie and yep. television series. So I Look. was correct. Yeah, you were. Look at that. We're so... We are just on top of this stuff. And we didn't even look at that trivia section before. So ordinarily, <laughs> look, ordinarily, I would rationalize like things away. You know what? I can't explain this. And this is just because like, it might be just a tradition thing. It's maybe not a requirement. And because Dooku is such a uh, like maverick and we know Qui-Gon will eventually grow to be a maverick, then it makes sense for them to be like, nah, the Padawan braid's kind of stupid, actually. Right, right. We're not going to do that. Yeah, I could see them. I could see them being like, nah, if you're going to be my Padawan, we're not going to do this I'm being like damn I am so okay with this well that's about all I have to say about that episode Bradley do you have any any final thoughts on the episode um no it was really it was really fun overall I want to know I really like the uh I just want to say I really like the giant robot randomly Um, I also love the giant robot you know just another load lifting robot with personality for no reason like he barely he's barely in it but he has just enough personality like it's it's great yeah I'm really happy with the episode overall like I said this was my favorite one to watch you know it's Mm -hmm. not the one that I I think is the best episode out of them but it is my favorite to watch um just it makes my little gothic horror loving heart extremely happy and that's that's really all that it needed to do all right well bradley go ahead and run the socials and we will be back later on with uh episode three as we continue to fill what is hopefully a set gap this time let's not do what antor did and push it back and leave us out in the cold okay thank you for listening to gold squadron gaze did Charles fuck something up? Send us a message at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at goldsquadgaze. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at goldsquadrongaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at goldsquadrongaze, where we post the podcast as well as exclusive content. Please join us next week and every week for more of Gold Squadron Gaze. 